McTee. And joining me on the line is none other than the Auckland-based rapper, poet, novelist, writer, playwright, writer Dominic Hoey, a.k.a. Tourette's. And we'll play this dance again. And Dom, you there? How's it going, man? Hey, there we Good go. Work. Yeah. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, brother. Yeah, I'm just in Christchurch. I uh, played Littleton last night, and then we're playing in the city tonight. Oh, groovy. So you got like a two-night layover in Christchurch, which is pleasant, I imagine? Yeah, no, it's been crazy. We've been we've driven a long way so far. Yeah, so um, your Dunedin show will be about 10th, I think, 10th show on the road for this tour that you're doing with Skyscraper Dan. Stan, rather. Um, yeah, yeah. It's pretty well, full-on. Yeah. Um, like time period you're covering a lot of ground in a short amount of time yeah well I did it last I've done it every year now for the last four or five years we've done sort of a similar kind of thing but um this year I think by the nature of I booked it it's actually more driving than usual which because I don't drive so I just look at the map and I'm like oh look there's this place <laughs> and that place and then when you're actually doing it you're like oh man this is so far <laughs> <laughs> so do you, have a, do you have a chaperone or a stand in the front seat uh we took our mate Josh has come with us and he's like um doing the door and he's filming and yeah, driving. He actually owns the car, so he's just need a meal stand here the car. Oh, well, big shout-out to him then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a tour uh, as part of your debut novel, which you wrote, yeah? Iceland. Yeah, so I just wanted to sort of, like, we didn't do, like, a traditional book tour when it came out just because um, I did my play, like, straight after it, so I couldn't really leave the city. So um, I just wanted to get out and try and get it out to people and, and also just get out of Auckland because Auckland kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, man, I spent 18 years there. It's why I've spent the last nine almost as far as humanly possible uh, away from it yeah. so I can sympathise but because this is a, a kind of book tour it, it'll be more of a spoken tour like you're not uh, t- historically you've toured uh, musically and have bandmates or DJs accompanying you but not so this time nah yeah like the last few ones I've done I've just mainly been doing spoken word and telling stories and stuff and um, just because, I don't know, like with the rapping, it just kind of got to the point where I wasn't really listening to that much rap music anymore and it felt kind of disingenuous to be making it. And um, I think it's something with the poetry, which is so free, which I really like, you know, because it can kind of go like last night. We were doing it and this guy interrupted me and suddenly we went off and just like you having this conversation with the crowd for five minutes. And I think stuff like that is really awesome. It's something you've been pretty good at doing previously in all the shows that I've seen um, of yours. Uh, more musically, I guess, but you've got a pretty big proportion of that is quite interactive. Like, um, I wouldn't say immersive, but it definitely makes you feel a little bit like you're, you're one with the, the artist in that. But when you're saying um, before that you're not kind of, m- not so much on the rap tip anymore, either performing or writing as a, as a rapper, I guess, because you're not listening to it that much, but does it lend itself then, like, since you've written plays like you had your show losing and you've now got a novel out and you're touring that um are you just reading more um yeah I, i've always read a lot i think it's just more like i don't know man i mean like hip-hop was my whole life since i was eight and i'm 40 now so it's a long time and it just kind of got to the point i guess i don't know it just I, I, like it was literally one day i woke up and i was just like man i'm not really feeling this anymore and i think there's a lot of baggage that comes with hip-hop that um right when you get older, it's just kind of, man, I can't be bothered sort of, like, with... I'm not saying that all people into hip-hop are like this, because they're not, but there was a certain crowd which are very much into posturing and all that kind of nonsense. And, for sure. You know, when you get older, you just kind of like, uh, you know. You don't so, have the time for that. It's nice to have something else to segue into. 
Absolutely. Well, it's a pretty good one, man. And speaking of segues, uh, your debut novel, I have a copy. I've enjoyed it. I haven't finished it because I'm the attention span of a budgie. So don't, <laughs> uh, don't, spoil, don't spoil it for me. But I've really enjoyed it um, for a number of reasons. The fact that it was, it was like the pure prose is really beautiful but super accessible and one thing that i noticed was immediately it's quite relatable and i was wondering if it's semi-autobiographical because you're planted directly in like you ground it in reality a novel about disaffected youth in auckland suffering through i guess the wrong side of the social and economic wasteland of the bad side of baby boomerland like so that's it's a really real thing but how much of that is like quite lifted from your personal experiences obviously inform it but tell us a bit more about that yeah i guess like what i wanted to do was just sort of i mean first and foremost i guess i wanted to tell the story of all the people that i kind of grew up with and and and, and around me and in, in, in the communities i grew up with but um I also knew that, like, you know, like, because my prose is, um, I guess, tends towards being kind of poetic, that I really wanted to have, like, something really solid to hang it on, so set it in reality, and that allowed me to sort of go more, be more poetic with the prose. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I think, like, pretty much everything that happens in the book, like, is either some, that kind of thing has happened to me or to people around me. Um, but in saying that, like, you know, all the characters are, like, really fictitious and... Like I've had you feel being like, oh, this is that person. It's like, nah, man. Like I spent hours like creating <laughs> that person, like and just change someone's name. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's. I guess also I just wanted to sort of like show that there's sort of beauty and um, and humour and, and all that. And you know, when you're poor, it's not just like this, you know, like the way it's portrayed by the media or whatever. But it, but it kind of speaks to that as well, especially, um, which is why I find it so relatable and that I think a lot of people will also, um, it'll resonate pretty heavily with because it is such a affecting factor of one's life, being, having a shit financial uh, circumstance and that kind of affects your social interactions, your relationships, your employment, yeah. obviously, and that sort of thing. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, like as more and more, I mean, especially in Auckland, I think it's happening everywhere where communities get destroyed and then what happens to those people from that community you know and often what happens people try to stay in those spaces even though everything that was there is gone now and i think that that leads to a lot of like mental health problems and, and stuff you know absolutely and that could be just um you know s certain examples that are kind of in the spotlight like you look at the party multi club and the um the freezing works around that like that is the the like the typical story of that or even just smaller kind of pockets of it in bigger cities where gentrification's happened and totally swept communities by for more popular trendy suburbs and that's mm. it's really damaging i suppose you see it um a little bit on a larger scale in some some place like uh auckland which can be super brutal for that reason yeah well the crazy thing with auckland is like it's like cause, you know like if you go to new york or berlin or london or wherever it's happening there but it sort of seems to be like i don't know there's some other place where people are going or even within like you know um, you know, within Berlin, for example, people are moving to other parts of it. But within Auckland, it's just everyone's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, what do you do? Because, you know, even if you go to the poorest part of Auckland, it's still, like, crazy expensive to live there and there's no public transport. And so it's really, it's, I was just talking to my girlfriend before and we're just like, man, where are we going to live? Because we can't keep doing this. Like, it's, totally. you, know, you find yourself think, thinking about money or just 24-7, so... 
It's it's kind of poisonous thinking, but it's something that you have to do. And uh, perhaps with a, a new a, a new surge of positivity surrounding uh, relatively progressive government, is going to change those things. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But again, like we're kind of kind of digressing on that fact. But anyway, you've you've done about nine shows, or maybe tonight's going to be the ninth one. You're in Christchurch doing the Space Academy this evening at the Dog's Two Tales tomorrow. But tell us a little bit about your touring partner who seems to be enormously tall and I imagine thus the name Skyscraper Stan. Yeah, well he's um he's like seven foot or something crazy. Holy. But he's he's um yeah, really incredible um songwriter and, and um I think one of the reasons why we kinda of knew that this would work is his his stuff even though it's so different than mine, it's really literary and he has like he, he's a really great writer and tells you stories and, play a mean guitar as well so yeah it worked really cool um me and, me and him together and yeah no, it's been great um very very I cool yeah because we'd, we'd only done one show together before this which was in melbourne so i wasn't really sure how it was going to go but it's, <laughs> well which is always good you know yeah, absolutely, and like I guess you're seeing a substantial amount of the countryside in the process. And again, like number one priority, surely get out of Auckland. Yeah, hard, hard, hard. All right, all right, Dom. So nice to talk to you, and I'm going to see you tomorrow evening at the Dog with Two Tails on Moray Place as part of the Iceland National Tour. We're going to be giving away a double pass, uh, both on air and online. It'll be the same one. So if you prefer one over the other, you can head to our social channels and enter for your chance to win a double pass to the show tomorrow evening. Again, Dominic Tourette's Hoey performing with Skyscraper Stan at the Dog with Two Tails. You can buy your tickets online at Under the Radar at the moment. It's $10 pre-sales, I think. Maybe like a $1 booking fee or 15 bucks on the door tomorrow evening. But remember that capacity is pretty tight for Dog with Two Tails, so get in there quick. And Dom, we'll see you tomorrow evening. All the best for the show tonight. Awesome. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Dominic Hoey, Tourette's.